Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Brothers Banter. With you, as always, is Brother Raphael. And I'm Brother JD. It's great to be back with you all. So today, kind of funky for me because I'm working off of my phone. My my personal computer is is not with me at the moment. So bear with my me. Brother, if I've what got would a, you have done to a freshman that did that in your class? Now, now. <laughs> Now, now, uh, this wasn't homework. Okay, I didn't know we were gonna do this. Got a text in the morning. Oh. No, just kidding. But um, so bear with me if I all of a sudden go quiet, trying to figure out how it how it all works off of the phone. Brother Rafa, quiet. I don't believe in that. I don't know if I've ever seen it actually. Hey, you got to tell your writers to get new material, man. <laughs> you hear that, Jim? <laughs> so today for you, we have a, a great episode. I think an episode that we've, I've definitely been contemplating. And it has to do with Catholicism and social media. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that, that's what we'd agreed with, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and I, I think it's something that is continuing to develop as time goes on. Um, and we're seeing different different impacts, different perspectives as well, you know? I, so we felt like it was a, a good conversation to have as we were in that liminal space of uh, full-blown social media as we know it wasn't available yet. It was MySpace and, Net and Facebook as we were, we were coming up. And then around our high school age, that's where social media sort of, started to take off into what it is today. And we thought, well, how have we seen a change? Where is it at today? And, and how can we use it for some good evangelization? And how might it be being used for not so good evangelization? Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially because it's a very um, low barrier to entry. You know, it's, it's easily accessible for, for consumers and, and content creators. Um, so I, I think the impacts are um, low entry fee, basically, uh, for potential of a lot of reward. Yeah. Or a lot of bad. True. Absolutely. Right. The entry fee is the same, but the outcomes vary. So, brother, tell me about when you, uh, when you got cool. I mean, when you got social media. Brother, I've been cool all my life. <laughs> Um, I don't think I got social media until I was in, in high school, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a, a freshman or a sophomore at Central. Um, and it was more because of, I felt like I was missing out or, you know, there were things going on that, that I wasn't aware of um, from not being in, on social media. So I think it started with Facebook and then Instagram shortly thereafter. Um, and Twitter, because I use it to keep up with sports teams and things like that. I don't if you you don't tweet. follow me on any of those platforms, I don't post a lot. I use it more to stay up to date on what's going on um, either back home in Pittsburgh uh, at schools I'd previously taught at um, or, you know, Pittsburgh sports and things of that nature. Did you ever oh, have... Yeah. Go for it. I was just going to ask, how about yourself? When did you start uh, being connected? Uh, I will answer that in just a second. I just have a follow-up question for you. Did, okay. 
Did you ever uh, use Instant Messenger? Oh, you know the AIM really. or AOL? Yeah, AIM. Not really, not really. No. Mm. I remember for whatever reason that was big in middle school for me. Yes, like you you just saw your friends, and in the fifteen minutes it took me to get home, I'd like run upstairs and start signing into Instant Messenger for some reason, like as if. Yeah, as if the conversation had to continue, which is a jumping off point for MySpace. I think Absolutely. everybody in my eighth grade class had a MySpace. And I think this, um, it feeds into this idea that that this constant connectedness that we've had um, is a lot older than just Facebook is, you know? Yeah, sure. Oh. I mean, it used to be a big deal in MySpace because you got to choose your top five friends you know and, and who was your top five friends and what what that person had to do to be on your on your top friends which i think back in the day was a good i mean we didn't have the the force the hindsight we do now but mm-hmm. you know that was a a way of testing friendships in the not good way absolutely right? where we see that social media has had a, a negative impact you know? oh yeah during I mean, that time. the old Facebook, right? Used to have dislike buttons. It did? Yes. I don't remember that. Stop. I, I really <laughs> don't. Yeah, dude. It was a whole controversy, right? Because of people's oh. mental health. You got more dislikes than you did likes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So... Moving forward, fast forward, I mean, obviously, as we just mentioned, it played into mental health, right? And I remember, if, I don't even know if you remember, growing up, the, the uh, cyberbullying campaigns that started to come out because people began to hide behind uh, social media. And, and I think for the most part, and God willing, we've, we've turned a leaf there and... Uh, I'm sure it still exists, but it's not as it's not so bad that we're still running PSA uh, yeah. announcements, right, or ads. Um, no, it's definitely something that's there, but I think as a society, we've grown more attuned to it, or at least you know, we we recognize it a lot more than we used to. Well, and as kids are born into having this technology, their etiquette, you know, is almost almost built in. Mm. The internet etiquette is almost built in where we we didn't have that. No, 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 no. So, um, so let's get to it then. That was our little our preface. Preface. Let's get okay. to it. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to talk about this subject specifically because on my Instagram, what is it? What's that little search icon? Like search. explore? Is that what it's oh, called? Yeah. yeah. That explore page. So I obviously follow a lot of Catholic people, a lot of brothers, sisters, priests, uh, which makes my Explore page very religious, right? Very Catholic. And occasionally I'm scrolling through that page and I will see different accounts, not necessarily tied to anything particular, right? Like a person or a religious congregation, but, but they're selling things. Right, and, and I don't know. Well, they'll they'll sell prayers, mm. right? 
yeah, like uh, donate here, we'll pray type deal, right? Or here's a rosary. Why don't you buy the rosary? Because then, and you, you know, if you dare to read the little caption, it's the only way to be holy is mm. if you have you know, this rosary or if you have a rosary in general. Um, and then there are some things that are just a little too uh, pre-Vatican II, maybe. Okay. Right, for lack of a better word. There are just some devotionals I think that I've found on there that are that just make me wonder what is the point of what is the point of it. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, there are some people, right, who take it upon themselves to evangelize through the use of social media. And I think that's slightly I don't want to say dangerous because it's not right. That's not the point. We're all meant to be evangelizers, but do we understand what we're saying? You know, when you post things, are you posting it out of a sense of your own spiritual life or do you have a genuine grounding in the theology behind it? Because as high school educators, right. Especially as a freshman religion teacher, Mm -hmm. It's the trenches, right? We've talked about this before. These kids are not necessarily churched, maybe nominally Catholic, not Catholic. Mm-hmm. And there's a very, just a very few, you know, in two hands who are genuinely practicing their faith now. And that's not a bad thing, right? But if social media is their number one influencer, or the, the number one way they share information or they receive information, then what are they seeing out there? Especially in regards to Catholicism. I don't know if you have anything. No. I, along the lines of the, the pre-Vatican II kind of content that you've mentioned, m- my concern sometimes ends up being are we presenting the image that that is the only acceptable form of religious practice? You know, um, we know that there is a, a spectrum within the, the Catholic church in terms of the devotionals and, and how you pray and things of that nature. So similar to, to any other form on social media, anything else you see from influencers, it's like, are we putting out a, an unrealistic expectation and are we unintentionally i admit unintentionally demeaning um any other form of practice mm-hmm. you know um kind of the same way we would see with influencers where you talk about unrealistic um relationship expectations or unrealistic body images and things like that are we presenting unrealistic um perspectives on catholicism right on on the faith Right. Um, again, from people that maybe have very, very good intentions, but just maybe aren't grounded in theology or, you know, it's coming or it's from their, personal. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you, yeah, it's coming from their personal. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Just that it's coming from personal, personal perspective, personal um, experience. 
which is still valid, but that's not necessarily for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, of course. So and speaking of that, right, obviously we as teachers throw in our own personal, <laughs> personal uh, perspectives in there as well. So we, I will speak for myself. I am not, you know, above that. It happens to me too, but I try as best as I can to be cognizant about it and to say, Hey, this is my thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as you well know, I'm a big rosary guy. Yes. I carry, I carry that thing everywhere. And I, and I shared that with the kids and recently for their uh, retreat here, we gave all the freshmen scapulars. Okay. And the kids were like, brother, what is this? So I explained what a scapula was, right? And I explained to them how it's a devotional. Mm -hmm. And I said, and well, it's not my cup of tea, right? If it is yours, that's great. Yes. Because I think, again, between the mixture of students we receive, it's a very difficult, it's very difficult to just try to teach as if everybody was Catholic. Yeah. Well, like we know in the classroom, you're not going to reach every student every day, right? And the same way with social media, you're not going to reach every um, every person that's on it, every user, every day in, in, in the same way, you know? Now, and just as you said that reaching students, I thought to myself, well, maybe the only reason I see a lot of Catholic social media content is because obviously I'm invested in some sec in some Catholic social yeah. media content. So the algorithm is in that in that sphere. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, mine right now is all related to, you know, the NFL or to um, how the Steelers are going to lose. Probably. Yes. Yes. Sadly. Okay. Um, Go birds. But you know, um, the, the, the world series, right. And, and stuff yeah. like that. Right. That's kind of, and all the Marvel content that's coming out or house of dragons, mm -hmm. right. That's because that's kind of what I searched or I guess kind of what I've, I've engaged with. That's where my explore page is a lot. Um, and, and things of that nature. So, yeah. And with that said, though, I do want to give a huge shout out to the the Daughters of St. Paul. They run a, an amazing uh, social media and just everything online evangelization campaign. Yeah. And, and it's wonderful. And I think the same of the, um, I think it's the Paulists, right? At, at What's their busted halo or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Their platform. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they do a really nice job of kind of presenting uh, a realistic expectations um, of the faith, right? Right. And I mean, you and I both, and thanks to Brother JD here, uh, we have that Halo app. Yeah. Right? And I don't know if you still use it, but I definitely do. I do. I do. I use it for uh, mental prayer in the morning. Mm -hmm. So maybe, Brother, if we can give them a shout out, put the link up. Maybe people Absolutely. don't know about it. Uh, but it's a wonderful way of centering yourself. And they have a variety, a variety of different things, right? Different Absolutely. devotionals, different ways of praying, uh, Lexio Divina. Mm -hmm. If you, rosary. if you're in, hmm? they have the rosary, right? Yeah. And if you're into listening to things before you fall asleep, which I am right. They also have a, a little meditation, meditation, sleep section. Yeah. 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 
which is awesome. Yeah, it's a wide variety of things um, that are really easily accessible and, and great for somebody that's kind of exploring. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know that we have, we've gotten anywhere. We tend not to get anywhere in this conversation, <laughs> but we sure do talk a lot. And I, it was something that was pressing on my mind, right? Okay. I mean, is it, is it a call for us all to consider maybe how we present ourselves to the world and on social media, mm-hmm. especially us religious or priests or people of good faith? Absolutely. And I think there are different religious orders and religious organizations whose roots were, you know, preaching in the town square, uh, such as the the Franciscans, I believe. Yeah. Um, or the, the Capuchins or something like the that. The Dominicans. The Dominicans, right, who, who have a significant online presence, which I think is a great way to keep their ministries or keep their, their ministry of preaching, right, relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really applaud them and the work that they do in that regard. Yeah. So there are plenty of good Catholic social media Absolutely. Uh, people out there. And at the same time, if, if it's not something that you feel particularly called to, that's okay, right? You have to mm-hmm. find what works for you. 100%. As an individual. So. 100%. Indeed. Cool. Brother, do you have a uh, spotlight for us this week? I do. I do. Uh, so today we are going to look at or at least give a shout out to De La Salle High minute, School. Wait a minute. Now you can do. Uh, hey, you. I forgot it. I'm sorry. Have another cup of coffee. We've got to wake you up a little faster. Uh, De La Salle High School in New Orleans. Yeah. Ooh, yeah there Ooh. you go. Okay. <laughs> he was waiting for me to give. He cued me up. I, yeah. The the Christian Brothers High School on the Avenue since 1949. Um, so. The provincial for the brothers in 1936 uh, gave permission to construct and fund a new high school in New Orleans. The brothers had been in Louisiana since 1817 and had taught at a variety of places in that area, but they had to withdrew, withdraw excuse me, in the 19, early 1900s. Um, but they returned to the Archdiocese of New Orleans in 1918 at St. Paul's in Covington. Um, and so they acquired a, a piece of property and then began building shortly after because the property they had acquired was not, um, was not in good state. And so the first freshman class began in 1949 with a total of 74 boys. The first graduating class was 1953 um, when the school received its approval from the state's board of education. In fast forwarding a few years in 1992, uh, the school became co-ed, um, like many of our schools began as an all boys institution, uh, and then reflecting, updating with the needs of the times and, and the, uh, state of Catholic education in the area, they went co-ed, uh, welcoming girls in 1992. And 
although they're not definitely one of our oldest schools, they've got a, a, some great history there in New Orleans. Um, and it is the first high school to reopen in the New Orleans parish uh, after the devastating Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Yeah, and, shout out to the Cavaliers. Absolutely. Uh, student body is about 600 um, co-ed. So that's a great school with a great identity and a great sense of history in that, in that sense, uh, part of our country. Um, hey, and I hope when you visit in February, you drive by it at least. Yeah, I hope so. That'll be my first time in New Orleans. Maybe we'll get to spend some time there. And I, I don't know the area. Uh, is Covington nearby? Uh, no, it's okay. about an hour away. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, in order for us to get to where we're going, we do have to drive by the causeway. Okay. Interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a it's a great school with some great arts programming and some uh, other special education resources. Um, so good school. Keep up the great yeah. work, Delisal. Definitely keep it up. Thanks for all you do. All righty then, brother. Shall we end as we end all things? Sure. Live Jesus in our hearts. Forever.